Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you can get our newsletter where we will give you the four ingredients for our fun, free FanDuel game, Diced. And a friendly reminder, make sure to tune into our radio show on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday night. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Marianne Lane. And Ash it's week yeah. five. Week five. Last week was just, a little, yeah, it was just a little taster of what buys were going to be. This week we have four teams on buy. Get them out of your lineup. The Jacksonville Jaguars, Kansas City Chiefs, New Orleans Saints, and the Seattle Seahawks. Boop, so I have a league where it's a two-quarterback league, and I have Carson Palmer, which we don't even know if he's going to play. Problem. And Alex Smith. Playing. It's declared already. He is not playing. He's not playing? He is not playing. It's official. I'm going without a quarterback in a two-quarterback league this week. <laughs> there you go, people. It's a 16-man league. Yeah. You can't, you can't pick up Drew Stanton? Someone already picked up Drew Stanton? Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. This is the kind I of league that we up. draft backups in our in the draft. You're drafting guys that are second stringers in the draft. I picked up. I'm assuming this is in uh, Brad's league. Yeah, in our Brad Evans league. Or you can stash QBs all day like me with uh, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, <laughs> and uh, Bradford. Yeah, I think Drew's- I picked Wentz up when he was third string in the draft. Well, that's the thing. I just picked up Jared Goff in hopes that maybe Case Keenum, Keenum will get hurt. I might start him in hopes that Keenum gets hurt because I literally have no one, you guys. There's no Derek Anderson out there. There's no one. There's no, no one. there's no one. Here, I'm going to read you off, Brandon, the quarterback list. Mark Sandra, Mark Sanchez, Landry Jones, Mannion, oh, which I yeah. guess is another LA quarterback, mm-hmm. Geno Smith, Sean Hill. I mean, it's no one. Colton I would Corey. I would actually do Geno Smith. Gino Smith. Absolutely, because they might bench Ryan Fitzpatrick if he starts throwing interceptions. I think he's a better start than Jared Goff right now. There's more of a chance. This is the worst start to our show ever, actually, because... Yeah, so it's, it's just depressing. really depressing, you guys. It really just it's shows super... it's dark days. It's dark days. Dark days, week five. Yeah. <laughs> with four teams <laughs> on by. You guys, it's so bad. It's so bad. So anyways, I just wanted to say, like, four teams on by, two quarterback links. It's, it's, it's rough out here. It's really rough. Sorry. Start off with my woes. We'll get into your... <laughs> I know that's what I was going to say, too. We'll get into your woes. Let's get into this a depressing Arizona Cardinals game for me Thursday night. Uh, one and three, the San Francisco 49ers, one and three. Greatest Oscars ever. <laughs> uh, Arizona Cardinals, David Johnson, you must start him because he is the seventh, he has the seventh most rushing yards in the league, tied for fifth most rushing touchdowns, which is three, tied with Charles Sims for the 12th most receptions, which is 14, and the absolute most receiving yards out of all of the running backs in the league. Uh, they will lean on him for sure this week because, as we said, Carson Palmer is officially out for the Thursday night football game, and Drew Stanton will start in his stead. Last week, he completed 
completed four of 11 pass attempts for 37 yards and no touchdowns and two interceptions. It was so Stanton. I would say it's some Tannehill, but, you know, that joke's for later. Uh, No one else, though, am I starting for sure. Uh, On the bench, if you're in a PPR league, I guess Larry Fitzgerald would probably be my guy. Seven or more targets in every game so far this season. John Brown seemed to have come alive over the last couple games. In weeks one and two, he only caught two passes for 22 yards. But in weeks three and four, he caught 16 passes for 214 yards. Still no touchdowns. And sadly, it seems like everything is halting now that Carson Paul Palmer's out, so that's unfortunate. And uh, Michael Floyd has been uh, quietly ineffective. He's only caught 12 of his 31 targets <laughs> for 170 yards and two touchdowns. Without those two touchdowns, you'd be like, what? Uh, so, uh, wow, 12 of 31. I had to double bad. check. It's pretty bad. Not good. Arizona defense put up huge numbers against Tampa Bay, but they haven't been all that great in other contests. Uh, San Francisco only gave up double-digit points to an opposing defense once this season. That was in week two against Carolina. I think this could be a trap. I'm steering away. You heard me. And then 49ers steering. are legit. No, they're not. They, they, <laughs> they, they are. are not as bad as we think they are. They are well, their offense is as bad as we think they are, but the defense isn't. Horrible. Well, hey, um, I'm also staying away from Kenton Zaro. I can't imagine that they're going to get down the field that often. Period. Yeah, I know. I just I'm making that face because I have him in one of my leagues, and I'm like, uh, do I need to drop him? Kenton mm. mm. Zaro. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, some people think that he might be kicking more because they're just going to take whatever points they can get. I'm not even quite know, sure but they're going to get, get over down that the field yard line. Yeah. yeah. I think it goes either way. You know, it's it's tough. It's tough sledding out there for kickers, but uh, just thought I'd bring them up. Ashley, what about the 49ers? You know, there's no one you're playing other than Carlos Hyde. He's uh, fourth <laughs> highest scoring running back overall, 14th in week four. He had 15 attempts for 74 yards and a touchdown. He actually looked pretty decent. But that's really the only person you're playing on this team, really. I mean, in terms of our my bench, uh, Vance McDonald, he was inactive for week four. He was limited in practice this week. It seems like he will be back, and he actually uh, is pretty, pretty decent. He gets a lot of red zone looks. But, again, you've got to be pretty desperate. But we do have some tight ends that are going to be off this week. So he's not a bad person to look at if you need to stream a a tight end. If he doesn't play, Garrett Selleck is the guy. And he was the 11th highest scoring touchdown last week. He had 79 yards. So that 70 range is it's plausible, which again is pretty good from a tight end if you need a backup. So it, this isn't a horrible um, situation to be looking at if you need to. Jeremy Curley is one that I need to keep watching because he was really good and then he kind of fell off. And then he had another decent week last week. He was a 15th, sorry, excuse me. He was he uh, was the 13th highest scoring wide receiver uh, in week four. He had 88 yards and a touchdown, but he's been pretty hot and cold. It is a middle of the pack matchup, so it's not like an amazing matchup, but it's not a bad matchup. So in situations like this where you got four teams on by, I'm not going to hate you for playing Jeremy Curley because he certainly has a fairly high ceiling for flux. That's flux. Flux. Yep, yeah. but that's yeah. the only person you can even remotely consider on this team. The offense is bad. All right, Thursday night should be a real good one. Real game of the week. <laughs> game of the week. <laughs> I might plan something. I literally own Carson Palmer in 
every single one of my legs. But why? One. I'm a believer. I'm still a believer. You're still you a believer? Me. You can't You're shake still? me down. You can't shake me down, guys. Wow. I need to shake you. Yeah, <laughs> don't. Shake well, listen, a baby. I'm good in every other league. I, I, I prepared for this moment, but just that one league. I just want to be Smith super clear. With, to go on by. Yeah, I want to be clear with Ashley here. Chan, uh, Chandler Cantanzaro is the 24th ranked kicker on the season when you look at average points per game. I know. I it, about it's, it's just so hard, right? Because they have such potential, but especially with Palmer, again, I'm not convinced they're going to get past the 50 yard line. So I have to drop them. I know. I just, I love his name. I'd love. I know. I'm going to get into some of my matchups later where it's just like that, that it just hits you in the face in week five. I feel like everything just hits you in the face. It's real life now. It's real life now. Now it's not. Well, (laughs) it's his back back, comeback week. Potential. It's his bounce back week. We always tell you to not panic and drop people really till week four, week five. So this is when you, it is, this is reality check week. That's what it is. This is when we realized that, you know, OBJ wasn't OBJ of last year. (laughs) New England Patriots three and one at the Cleveland Browns. Oh, and four. Brandon, that's you. You have the Patriots. You want me to talk about the Patriots? I suppose. I don't really want you to, but we do talk (laughs) about fantasy. Try to get through all teams. All right. I will say that the New England Patriots are the only team that actually it's like a redo. It's like week one again. It's the wild, wild west. Tom Brady's back. The offense is completely different. We're not entirely sure what's going to happen. Um, I will say, though, that um, uh, you could take a lot of dart throws because everyone's production was kind of up and down other than LeGarrette Blunt. Mm. God love LeGarrette Blunt. Um, but everyone else is kind of all over the map. And now you can just kind of take some dart throws because you're going to think that Tom Brady's going to come out gunslinging, doing his thing. And it's the Cleveland Browns. Now, the Browns have actually been a little bit sturdier on defense. And actually, they haven't been giving up as many points to opposing defenses either. They're not an easy mark like we thought they were, except for the fact that the Patriots got blown out at home, zeroed out. They lost for the first time in years. <laughs> Uh, they're so cranky right now. It's like a, it's a powder keg. Yes. I'm so just not... That was the best game ever. And I'll tell you, I own. Because it was Rex too. I own Patriot people, including Goskowski, who got zero points. And I, I never felt so good losing at that moment. <laughs> you know, like I was like, this is, this is good. This is good. My I new co-host. I'm sure that Tom Brady is going to come out as guns of blazing as everyone thinks he is. I think he's going to try. I think he might make some mistakes, though, because he's so hyped up. I mean, they're hyped up over there. I don't even want to be in that locker room. (laughs) Not that I want to be in other locker rooms, really, but in this particular case, (laughs) I'm like, ooh. Um, But, yeah, no, I I, – hey, what I'm saying is we're not quite sure who his favorite targets are yet. We don't know what the game flow looks like yet. This this really is kind of like a week one for the New England Patriots, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I will say that uh, I still think they will use the Garrett Blunt. A lot of people think that his productivity is going to go way, way, way down. I, I don't agree with that. Right now he's averaging over 22 carries per game. That's crazy. I don't think that's going to continue. But I do think he's going to get 
between 15 and 18 on a pretty regular basis, they need to make sure that the opposing uh, defenses respect the run so that Tom Brady can throw. I mean, they're they're getting a lot out of LeGarrette Blount. I don't see them going away from the, him anytime soon. Cleveland allowed two touchdowns to Washington and Miami over the last two weeks. Uh, so, you know... I think that, you know, Larry Blunt get at least one. Uh, Tom Brady, angry Tom Brady, need, need I say more? This is a thing. It's a narrative. It is what it is. Although, I know some people play DFS and they like to go all in on one player in particular. And I know a lot of people are going all in on the angry Tom Brady. No, I'm not that. going 100% exposure on that. I think you can do half, but I'm not going any more than that. And that's fine. I'm fading in half. It's fine. Julian Edelman becomes viable again. He's kind of been this weird thing. My apologies, but it is what it is. And uh, I've been talking up Chris Hogan, actually, on DFS sites uh, this week on Pro Football Focus. You can check out my bargains article that I do every single week. Uh, Zero catches last week in his revenge game. So a lot of people are ticked off. But supposedly he had great chemistry with Tom Brady during the offseason. So I wouldn't be surprised if he sort of came alive in this post Buffalo blowout world that we're living in. So uh, keep an eye out for that. And also he's super cheap and their defense and their kicker, you know, uh, sleepers, you know, many believe that James White will get more involved now that Brady's back. However, those are the same people that thought that he would be more involved with Garoppolo because supposedly they had a connection. So I don't know if that's actually going to happen, but if he's out there, sure, you can pick him up. He hasn't scored over 16, 6.2 points in standard scoring yet this season. So don't come to me a crying, but he is worth a mention. Martellus Bennett is possibly a play depending about what we hear about the Gronk situation. Uh, Two 100-plus yard games from a tight end needs to be recognized. Uh, this Gronk situation, which I'm going to talk about the bench, um, terrifying. One catch for 11 yards in two games. And supposedly there are sources, I love sources that aren't named, but that are saying that he's more hurt than we think. But at the same time, if he's more hurt, why is he out there for so many snaps blocking 300-pound dudes? Yeah. For I mean, Jacoby Brissett. I mean, I'm an I'm a Bennett owner, so I'm happy. But <laughs> but I do agree. If he is indeed hurt, why do you have him out there for so many snap counts? Why? It's weird. Belichick is ruining fantasy life. I think mean, he seriously. He like just this is a he's getting his kicks. So I think you I play Bennett until he you are proven to not play Bennett. I'm to the point where I might put Rob Gronkowski on my bench because I cannot do this again. And I did that last week in one league where I had Zach Miller. I decided I was so into Zach Miller last week I was going to do that. It was great. I didn't do that with Kyle Rudolph on my bench, and I'm kicking myself because I could have won my matchup. If you're in a similar situation, um, if you are comfortable with him blowing up on your bench, I think that's viable a viable option. And Danny Amendola has one game with two touchdowns. The rest of the season, he's been under five fantasy points. But if you need a weird flyer, you know that Tom Brady does weird games with Danny Amendola. So as far as the Cleveland Browns are concerned, Isaiah Crowell is the highest pro football focus elusive rating in the league, which means, which is what uh, measures the running backs uh, ability to continue progress after contact. It, it basically is like, who's a badass? Marshawn Lynch has basically always been the number one guy up until last season. Uh, and now it's Isaiah Crowell. The guy's a baller. He has broken 15 tackles on the season. He is 
second in the league with nine, 394 rushing yards. He even caught six of his eight targets for an additional 53 yards. I'm still starting him. I don't care that it's the Patriots. They need him. And Terrell Pryor is still on my radar. He's had 33 targets and three games. Last week, he caught five of his nine targets for 46 yards and a touchdown. He even matched up against Josh Norman. You guys, wow. I was one year early on this guy. Just one year but, early. But you're, you're now right, Brandon. Thank you. Thank you. Now that Josh Norman has, or uh, Josh Gordon has completely imploded. And by the way, in case you don't know, Josh Gordon is uh, going into rehab. And you know what? That's great. Like we applaud that. Absolutely. But as a fantasy option, he has completely imploded. You do not need to hold on to him. That is my personal opinion. Do you ladies have a different opinion? I, no. I don't know. He's got to go. I totally agree. Bye. Yeah. It is what it is. Gary Barnage uh, is still a big time ER player. Good luck. No, no. Good, well, no bad good feelings. Well. We're, yeah. But as a fantasy player, it's done. Right. I'm right. done here. Um, over the last two games, Barnage has caught 12 of his 13 targets for 123 yards and a two-point conversion. Which, by the way, did you know that two-point conversions don't count as targets? Interesting. Fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Look at the stat lines. Mm. Very weird. Because Marcus Wheaton, I'll talk about later, but he's a no-go because he only had one target. He did catch it for 30 yards for and a touchdown. But um, he also had a two-point conversion, and it's not on his targets. So I was like, really? Anyway. Um, and then bench everyone else because it's the Patriots and they're angry. Eek. And it's the Browns. Eek, and it's eek. the Browns. You know what? Though? <laughs> they're doing the best possible thing that they can do with their time. I, I have to give it up to the Browns. The Give coaching the is, I think, on point. Yeah. On point. They are yeah. two years away from actually maybe winning half their games. And, and, and you and can't say Browns. that about a lot of teams. That's a right. A lot of teams' coaching is the problem with the team. Um, even Mr. Bruce Arians, who I love, his coaching has been off this year. And he is part of the reason of the Cardinal crumble. And, and I have to say that congratulations to the Browns coaching staff because – with everything going down the way that they did, you know, they are still keeping their head above water at that 0-4 record. Mm -hmm. But it's a lot better than that record. Philadelphia Eagles 3-0, the Detroit Lions 1-3. The Eagles are back from by. They're flying in. We got an email about um, one of our ingredients for our dice game. Um, I think we had mentioned that the Arizona Cardinals was an example um, for the defense, it needs to be an animal. Mm -hmm. you know, like the Cardinal plays on Thursdays. So it's like, okay, well, fine. The Cardinals don't count, but that's still the ingredient, you guys. You, there are plenty other teams out there that you can make into this defense with the animals. No, I the messed Eagles. up. I said that you had to play an Arizona Cardinal, and they play on Thursday, and you can't play them. So it's now the Houston Texans. Oh, that's Texans. what it is. And but oh. also the animals. So your defense has to be an animal, but you have to play someone from the Houston Texans. Houston Texans. That makes more sense to me. Okay. Right. All right. right. Well, but now that's all cleared up for everybody. Right. A lion yes. and an eagle counts. Lion but the and Texans do not count because they're the long, the, their um, mascots the Longhorns, but their name is the Texans. But the Bengals count. The Bengals count. That's right. Yeah, they do. The Vikings do not count. The Broncos count. The Broncos count. It's a you weird name. Vikings were animals. <laughs> they were. I'm animals. not going to get all philosophical. <laughs> <on> this, <but>. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. Um, we have Carson Wentz, number nine, Mr. Rookie, making the top ten. 
and I'm okay with you playing him. Before the bye, Wentz had 301 yards and two touchdowns in his last previous matchup. Detroit gives up the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks. So, yeah, probably is a good week for him. He's one of my Carson Palmer replacements. Ryan Matthews listed as questionable, but Coach Pedersen says he is good to go and will be starting running back for Philly. So I guess we're okay with him. So we're going to go ahead and plug and play. Don't freak out. The negative 0.5 yards was just a – it's gone. Injury. Injury. Jordan Matthews, uh, this is a fantastic matchup for Matthews. So I'm going to tell you it's a must start. I know it's been a little disappointing this year thus far, but – I think he's just starting to get into the groove. So I, I, I'm playing him. Um, the peak is 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 right there, you guys. We're almost there. Zach Ertz. Ertz is back to practice in full, and this couldn't be a better game for him to come back to as well as Detroit gives up the second most fantasy points to tight ends. So, yes, with four guys on by, this is a perfect time for Ertz to come back and keep you alive. We're talking about kickers. Ashley, go pick up Caleb Sturgis. He's only owned in 5% of links. He has had 9, 13, and 10 fantasy points, and I think he is the kicker to own going forward with this offense that seems to be able to score. So with that, I have the Eagles' defense is a must-start. I have him ranked number five. I love him. I love them, and I think they're going to have a good week this week. He's on my my list of possibilities. Yes, Ashley. I think he's he's the good one for me. I'm still weighing uh, my options. I've got a few guys in mind, but he's, he's Caleb Sturgis. Way. Sturgis is a good name. Sturgis is, is fun. It is a good name. There's a there's a few other that are also surprisingly <laughs> good. Yes, there are. There's they're still available. Uh, Darren Sproles, I have under my sleepers. Um, he did have a huge game uh, the week before by, but it's going to be a little bit up and down for him. It is a bit of a risk, but I think he's a very productive flex play and I'm not upset with him. He's fourth in the league in um, receptions for running backs. And, and I think they will continue to use him. I think his productive productive is going to go production is going to go down with Ertz back on the field, but it's not a bad flex. Brandon, what about the Detroit lions? Marvin Jones, you have to start because he's on fire. Uh, although I would temper my expectations, Philadelphia has yet to allow a touchdown uh, in the air all season. That's Philadelphia is legit defense, you guys. Legit. I say again, over and over again, all week, all I say is Minnesota, Philadelphia, Denver. Be prepared. It's bad. It's bad for your fantasy team. Um, sleepers, uh, I guess Matthew Stafford, but frankly... I mean, I like that he's at home, but Philadelphia gives up the absolute fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks, and they have allowed zero passing touchdowns, as I said, on the season, and frankly, or rushing, for that matter. What? Griffin, Cutler, and Roethlisberger all threw an interception. He was, you know, Stafford himself was magic with three touchdowns at Indianapolis in week one. But over the last three games, he's thrown four touchdowns and four interceptions. Check your settings, people. If if you get negative two or more points for interceptions, you got problems. Philadelphia has allowed two rushing touchdowns on the year to running backs, not to quarterbacks. Just putting that out there. That was the difference between those things. Um, One to Isaiah Crowell and one to Jeremy Langford. Um, But I still think this is Theo Riddick's show. Yeah. I would consider him. Um, 
Dwayne Washington is hurt. So we'll talk about that in a minute. He left the game last week with an ankle injury. I guess we'll just talk about it now. Uh, he missed practice on Wednesday. <laughs> it's not looking good. Zach Zenner is the other healthy back, but it's a tough matchup. So I can't really suggest taking a flyer on him. I will say, though, that Anquan Bolden has two touchdowns in four games. He needs to score to be fantasy relevant, but you know, people are desperate. It's not a great matchup, but look for him moving forward. He is kind of that touchdown guy, and I'm okay with that, especially in DFS formats or in really deep leagues. Golden Tate got benched last week, and I don't know what you're supposed to do with that. I, I don't even know. Um, I guess be patient because you can't get anything for him in a trade right now. You don't want to just drop him because he used to be a wide receiver one, but the short yardage is going between Anquan Bolden and Eric Ebron. Now, on that note, Eric Ebron is doubtful with an ankle and knee injury. He's not expected to play, so I think they have to turn back to Tate. But, man, I don't know if I can tell you to start him. But that's what's really hard. I was actually having a conversation about this, gosh, I guess on Sunday. But I was like, we we talked about this beforehand, that both Tate and Anquan Bolden have both been slot receivers. And with the addition of Bolden, we weren't quite sure how that was going to work in terms of our ratio of split in the slot. Well, I think we're kind of starting to see they're leaning more Bolden than Tate. It, everything changed when they si- signed Anquan Bolden, and they did that right before the season. It's just a huge bummer, and we're sorry. And so I don't know if Tate's really going to bounce think, back. Yeah, I think it all started with Marvin Jones for Golden Tate's confidence. So I don't know what's going on in the locker room. I don't know what's going on at home, but I feel like this is probably a mental thing. I we just need – and, you know, the coaches need to build him up because he is true talent. And Golden Tate, you know, needs to put on his girl pants and uh, woman up. That's know? right. And, you know, his his big talent is yards after the catch, right? And he yeah. got hurt, so he couldn't get those yards after the catch. And I think that that's also messing with him. I think he's just not as effective as he wants to be. And, you know, sometimes when you are good at something and all of a sudden you can't do it the way you used to, it can really kind of ruffle your feathers. He's just not into it. I don't know what's going on, but I can't tell you to start him until we see something else. No. No. All right. Chicago Bears 1-3. and three, The Indianapolis Colts 1-3. and three, The Bears. Game of the week. Jordan <laughs> Howard, ladies. Jordan Howard. I started did, him so many places. Did, I did not DFS score, though. Money. He did not score. Like I said, he was not going to score. Yeah, he got 111 yards and 21 some, yards got, receiving. He got some yardage. How was Dwayne Washington over there? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Huh? None mm-hmm. of us said this played Dwayne Washington. Mm-hmm. How was yes, Miami back? No, mm-hmm. no, I said to you play said Dwayne Kevin. Washington over Jordan Howard. No, I no, I did not. I said I want to be very clear that you do not play Jordan Howard over Tevin Coleman. Grand Howard was a better pay, play this week, but I'm just saying. <laughs> overall, though, I'm saying that people were so hyped up on Howard. He did better than I I'm hyped up do. on. I was hyped up on Howard. I'm still hyped up on Howard. I'm still on it. I'm on the train. I'm a choo chooing until he gets me negative points. Boop boop, chugging along. Speaking of, we'll talk about Atlanta in a minute. But hey, all you people on Twitter who reached out to me and said Devin or uh, Devonte Freeman was a bust. Where are you at now? Yeah. <laughs> Where are you at now? Call me. Call me. Oh, it's so good. Speaking of which, but we all got uh, sassy on that one. Sorry, yeah. Jordan Howard brought out the worst in all of us. Except yeah, for he Ashley. did. Ashley well, was- I haven't even. I'm about to talk about Alshon Jeffrey, my favorite. So, oh no. Let's move on. Alshon Jeffrey, we have him ranked number thirteen. Um, you know, for me, I'm not sure what's worse, Jeffrey getting hurt 
so you don't you know have to worry about him anymore. You can just like either drop him or know he's on your bench, or him being in the lineup and being questionable every week and not doing anything. It's sad. I don't want him to be, to be hurt, but it's Jeffrey sad. owners stinks to be Jeffrey owners. Well, I'm just saying, like he that is goes hurt. Any though, of your players, hurt. Right. exactly. Hurt. Like whether you know, it's better for him to just be on the sidelines for fantasy purposes only. So you just know instead of being like, I can't bench Alshon Jeffrey, you know. And really, sometimes you can't because he might be your best wide receiver three on your roster, but you drafted him, so. You have to deal with this as as other people have to deal with their injury players too. So, I mean, his points are going in the wrong direction. He had 10.5 week one, 9.6, 7, and then 4.6 last week. So that's not promising. Um, the only thing that might be good, again, I wish they would just sit him out one week and just let him get healthy, but whatever. Uh, well, two weeks. Get him what? healthy. Or two yeah. weeks. Just get him healthy. Yes, get him healthy. Yeah. Use him. We need him. Um, but it, Kevin White is out for the year, you guys. So you mm. can go ahead and release him. So sorry. But he goes on IR after he had a high ankle sprain that broke his fibula. And that sounds really painful. So um, there goes another wide receiver. But insert here that I've been telling you about. Eddie Royal, you guys. Royal had 111 yards and a touchdown last week, and it's not his first time doing that. He's had double digits for three out of the four weeks. He's legit. I I just – we need – he's only owning 42% of links, which is more than he was last week, let's for sure. But he is a real guy you can put on your team and know that will get you points. So let's move past the fact that it's Eddie Royal, you guys. We're in week five. It's time for reality to be part of the game. Um, (laughs) Brian Hoyer wasn't fantastic, but he almost got 20 fantasy points, and I said you could play him last week. Two yards and two touchdowns. And I am saying he might be another sneaky pick this week as well. Coach Fox says Hoyer might remain the starter even if Cutler is healthy. Why not? I know. That is amazing. It's It's amazing and awesome as we are not Cutler fans from from way back when. But uh, it's just – it's the reality of it, you guys. Hoyer is getting it done. He is not going to get a guy – he's not going to be a guy that gets you 32 fantasy points one week. But he – in good matchups – could possibly get you enough fantasy points to keep you relevant for the week. So I'm not saying play him above other people, but I'm saying it's it's there. Definitely daily. Definitely, you know, interesting pick. And and as we talked about benches for kickers, life has been very tough for the Bears ever since they gave up Robbie Gold, which I think might have been their bat, the worst decision they've made decisions. since bad signing decisions. Jay Cutler. Mm. Connor Barth is no gold. He's had two, two, and five, and five. Two two five five in fantasy points, um, so that obviously is not going to cut it. So you can go ahead and get rid of him. And uh, Chicago's defense, hello, on the bench. Oh, I just want to mention this real fast. Zach Miller is listed as questionable, just like the rest of El- everybody else. This is questionable too, guys, except I think Brian Hoyer um, and Howard. But um, Miller and Howard seem to have a very special connection. So if he plays, which I believe he will. 
He's had three touchdowns since Hoyer took over last the week before last. So play Miller. Play Miller. Fine. All right, Brandon, the Colts. T.Y. Hilton has 10 or more targets in every game so far uh, this year. He is a week-in and week-out starter based off of volume. Back-to-back games with a touchdown. Chicago gives up the 10th fewest points to wide receivers, though, but I'm still going there. I just – you can't bench T.Y. Hilton. And especially because you can't bench so many people that are less productive than him. Yeah. Right. I just feel like T.Y. Hilton's not given the credit that the other quote-unquote must-start guys are. I just want to put that yeah. out there. Get it together. Uh, Frank Gore has the best matchup of the week uh, for this team. He has scored a touchdown in each of his last three games, over 60 total yards in each game. Um, listen, you know, he's Chicago allows 100-plus yards per game to opposing running backs. On Yahoo and on FanDuel, he's a steal in DFS formats. I, I know that he's old and he's not exciting, but it's real. Uh, Adam, it is Adam Vinatieri has double digit fantasy points in three of his four outings. Again, Ashley, take note. Uh, as far as sleepers are concerned, oddly enough, the Bears have the eighth highest ranked passing defense in the league. They don't have a lot of takeaways, so they're not great in fantasy, but they are good at stopping the other team. Andrew Luck is someone that you probably have to play. He went for 385 yards and four touchdowns in week one, but since then he's been shaky and has thrown an interception in every single game since week one. And that offensive line is just not protecting him. Injuries on that offensive line are also not helping. I'm not super excited. Awful. I think I think you awful. can I think he's a streamer. I think there are a lot of streaming quarterbacks out there, and I just consider Andrew Luck one of them. So sorry. But I've been saying that I have never ranked Andrew Luck over seven the entire preseason because I was like the offensive line didn't improve and his Brandon and I got through quite the discussion and we weren't arguing about it. We were like, "What is the deal with Andrew Luck and Eli Manning? Who did they pay? Who did they pay for people to be so high on them? And people took the bait. They ate it." They did. And you may be one of them, and I'm sorry, but I, I sorry. would say that look at your waiver wires, see who's sorry. available. Sorry. But um, if you were using our cheat sheet, you probably didn't get them. Maybe you'll do that next year. But anyway, just FYI, <laughs> it's live. Um, Philip Dorsett had one catch last week, but it went for 64 yards and a touchdown. So he bailed you out. But one catch is not going to cut it, people, unless it's a touchdown. So. I'm a little nervous. Both Jack Doyle and Dwayne Allen had huge week ones, but since then the production has waned. Streamers only, and Chicago gives up the 12th fewest points to tight ends. Boom. All right, Ashley, let's get into this. Tennessee Titans 1-3 and three at the Miami Dolphins 1-3, and three, which this might be as well. Game of the week. Set your DVR, people. Set your DVR. <laughs> hop up, hop up a red zone. It's the, Tune it's the in. Titans and the Dolphins. Right. <laughs> Don't want to miss a minute. <laughs> you can basically not watch this entire game, and the only oh. thing you're going to get out of it is that DeMarco Murray is still good. Stud. He is. <laughs> that's, that's, but we don't have to watch the game to know that. Mm, no. Not even remotely. But he is awesome. He has been so fantastic. He rushed 25 times for 95 yards and had two touchdowns last week. And he had two receptions for 24 yards. And he's the top running back overall for fantasy points in week four. Sorry, overall and in week four. Um, he's just a beast. It's mm. not it's not slowing up anytime soon. Because in case you missed it, this is a slightly 
um, the Caddy Wampus offense. I just really wanted to say Caddy Wampus today, but it is. No, complete, I would. It's a complete mess. And uh, DeMarco Murray is really the only thing they got going, quite honestly. People are going to yell at me because they like him. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Mariota. I was trying to remember, Courtney, who did he say? Mariota's gonna be Mariota was going to have a better season than Derek Carr. Who's Brad Evans? Brad Evans. Brad Evans. Did he talk no, about he Brad did Evans? Not. We got oh, yes. little, we he... got a little bit of argument during our draft over it, and we're like, "What?" Bless your heart, Brad Evans, and I'm not one to talk. We love you, Brad. Again, I'm going to be playing this week with no quarterbacks in a two quarterback league, but uh, yeah, That's he has crazy. he had he drafted Mariota and RG three. <gasps> There's a lot, yeah. He's been throwing a lot so, of trades my way, and I keep rejecting Oh, he's them, been throwing but... trades everywhere. He even threw one to me. I was like, no, yeah. my friend. You're going to have to live with the fact that you drafted those people. But, yes, but a lot of people were not. on the Mariota train. And thus we far not. in week five, we were not. it's not panning out for you. He hasn't scored were... over 17 fantasy points in standard scoring the entire season, and he went up against the Detroit Lions and the Oakland Raiders. I know. I know. That's why I said you don't need to watch this game. You really just need to play DeMarco Murray. That's it. Now, Delaney Walker, he, uh, you know what? He played. He's still a little bit hurt with a hamstring injury. He had two catches for 34 yards. He had eight targets. But you know what? I mean, he's a 13th highest scoring tight end overall. He's been out. That will go up. Um, eight targets. Do we put those in yeah. quotations? <laughs> if it's within 20 feet of targets. you, it's a target. Eight balls were thrown in your direction. <laughs> On your half so, yeah, presumably. Yeah. presumably. yeah, we're going to assume. I'm going to chalk that up to your target. It was a lot closer to see the two defensive guys covering you, but. Pretty soon they're going to start giving ha half targets, like half sacks, you know, where you get half a bit of somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> it in. It's like, if you, you can't decipher, you each get a half target. Because we don't know. We don't know. Maybe. Um, <laughs> so anyway. Better than Derek Carr. You may be forced to play Delaney Walker, but I'm a little <laughs> bit concerned about the injury still because he clearly was not healthy last week, and I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know just how much he's rebounded this week. So definitely keep your eyes open on Saturday and Sunday morning as to what we're hearing. Not loving it. Richard Matthews, he had two catches for 82 yards. He actually looked decent. But again, I'm not putting my money on any of these guys because this offense is just like out of control ridiculous. I've already told you that you cannot be dealing with uh, Tajay Sharp at this point in time. He only had 15 yards last week. We're done with that. Kendall Wright, I can never and will never get into him. And uh, we already discussed Mariota <laughs> and how that is a nightmare at the moment. So Mariota. Wow, way to edit, Ashley. Good job. Miami Dolphins. Yes, the best. So All right, you can start Jarvis Landry. I'm giving you permission. Let's move on okay. to the rest. Can you imagine how good he would be if he was on another team, though, real quick? Seriously. Seriously. Such a talent. Such a talent. Have you seen uh, um, South Parks? They have a character for one player um, on each of the NFL teams. Mm -mm. You guys have got to look at it. Jarvis Landry's Miami's, of course, and he's got his little blonde pouch, just a little one on the side. But Von <laughs> Miller is hilarious. He's got a cowboy hat. He's got the glasses, and he's in, like, the knee squat position. Oh, it's so good. Anyways, check those out, you guys. They're pretty funny. Um. Jai, sorry. Uh, it's not looking good for Arian Foster to be back this week, just so you know. Adam Gaze said it was a bad coaching. It was bad coaching using four backs in their committee. Mm. Really? 
Hmm. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> plan on letting someone get the groove going. Okay, I'm guessing it's hmm. gonna be Jai. Um, that's where my money's on this mu- at this moment. Um, and I have to say, thank goodness this brings music to our fantasy ears when we are dealing with so many running back by committees in these in these towns where their main back got injured. It's ridiculous. Pick somebody and go with it, like Chicago did. Yep. And how bad is it that you have to look up to Chicago? Well, no one else was on the field. They were all hurt, literally. <laughs> Brandon, we're trying to give we're trying to give a coach some props here for his yeah, hand seriously. was forced, but he still went with just one. But he we can't give John Fox hand. too much. He props. went with the forceful hand. <laughs> yeah. <That's a> <laughs> Listen, some of us are bleeding for running backs. Jai might be the best option this week. Byron's beware. Tennessee has given up the fourth fewest fantasy points to running backs. That includes AP with only three points in week one, Theoretic with 6.5 in week two. Latavius Murray did well with 9.8 in week three. Lamar Miller got 10.8. But um, we all know that Jay Jai is no Lamar Miller. Devontae Parker. Uh, guys, he is no more than a flex for me. A lot of people are really high on him. I just can't get past it. He just hasn't been consistent at all. Um, mm-hmm. Same thing with Kenny Stills. They're boomer bust players. Uh, I, I, you just, I'm not, I'm not risking it. Um, on the bench, Ryan Tannehill falls to the bench. I think he still might be a must start. Um, and here's why. Just kidding, Brandon. Just kidding. Just messing with you. He's on the <laughs> it's okay. I mean, the probable focus people (laughs) give me crap every single week. They're like, Brandon, I can't wait to buy you a Tannehill jersey. Tannehill's going to break out this week. And literally, I just was on a show earlier tonight where this guy was like, I think that Tannehill might be a sneaky start. And I was like, you're taunting. I threw the flag. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I flag to throw when people are like, you know what? That's your first warning, and then you're going to get injected. Taunting. You're working on the field. Yeah. Uh, listen, it, it's it's not the worst matchup, but it's it doesn't matter, you guys. Tannehill's a mess. So we're just moving on from that. Don't start the kicker. Franks, Miami defense, 16th um, is where we have them ranked. They haven't had over seven fantasy points since week one. So I know it's a decent matchup, but I, I just don't love it. Washington Redskins, 2-2 two and two with the Baltimore Ravens, 3-1. and one. Jordan Reed is a must start. You like the two touchdowns last week, but Baltimore gives up the six fewest points to tight ends. And those were his only touchdowns on the season, but still you're going to start Jordan Reed. You know, he, unlike Rob Gronkowski is healthy. You don't want him blowing up in your bench. I am starting Dustin Hopkins, another kicker. Yeah, you are. He's one of my guys. For more points in all matchups. Very impressive. Sleepers. Baltimore is a tough defense. You know, it's really odd. They've, they've come on very strong. Remember last year, they were weak at the beginning of the season. They started coming on strong towards the end. They've definitely done the kind of work that they need to do during the offseason. Very, very good. Eighth fewest points to quarterbacks. Uh, you know, listen, Kirk Cousins has been decent over the past few weeks, but nothing to ho- write home about. In good news, he hasn't thrown two interceptions in a game since week one. Uh, in the last three weeks, six touchdowns to two interceptions, which is a much better ratio. But still, it's a little desperate at this point. Again, Baltimore, good defense. Deshaun Jackson's been up and down. Only one catch last week for five yards against the Browns. And Matt Jones had a nice week against the Browns. But again, tough matchup. Third fewest points to opposing running backs. On the bench, 
Lynch, uh, Garcon, Crowder, and Thompson. They're just too risky in this particular matchup. Um, I do like Crowder rest of season, but I do think that they're going to be a couple tough games, which actually means you could probably trade for him. There you go. The Ravens, Steve Smith. We were pretty high on Steve Smith last week, and we were right. <laughs> 111 yards and a touchdown, not too shabby for this old receiver. I'm into it. And that was against Josh Norman. Uh, or I should say this week he's playing against Josh Norman, but he's been burned a few times. So I think Smith can do it. I think he can burn him. Yep. Still like better than the week. Carolina cornerbacks. We can tell you that much from Julio Jones. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Julio. Oh, uh, Justin Tucker, he's tied for first in the league for kickers. Sleepers. Uh, Justin Forsett has been released by the Ravens, you guys. He's donezo. Did you see so. that he put uh, up on Twitter that he's looking for a new job? No. Did he yeah, put his resume he, up? He Well, kind of. The tweet reads, officially on the job hunt. Anyone know of anybody looking for a three down back with great movement skills who's also freakishly good looking? LOL. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm actually really glad he got released because I do think there's talent there and he there's plenty of teams in need of running back. I think still he's still got junk in the trunk. I think he can still I do, do it. I do um, there's some bad running back situations out there. Yeah, really absolutely. Help. Some really bad. Get a job for heaven's sakes. Come on, people. Um, but anyway, so he's been released. Kenneth Dixon should be back this week. Uh, keep an eye on that, though. He's still listed as questionable. They, they clearly need him. And I wouldn't think they would release Forsett until they got him back, but you never know. Weirder things have happened. Mm -hmm. Terrence West did a fantastic job last week being the primary back. I was very impressed. I didn't think he was going to do that good of a job. He had 113 yards and a touchdown, putting him as the eighth running back for fantasy points in week four um, in standard links. Um, but again, keep an eye on Dixon. He's still on the waivers, you guys, in a lot of leagues. So pick him up. He's only owned in 23% of Yahoo. Uh, Baltimore defense I have as a sleeper. It's a tough matchup coming off a bad week. But I think that there's some fantasy points in there. They're a top 10 fantasy team. So I think you could play him. Mike Wallace continues to see targets. He just needs some back in the end zone. I just don't know why he's not getting the touchdowns. Flacco did complain uh, about his frustrations for not throwing the deep ball. Um, and I think Wallace could benefit from that this week. So I think Wallace could have a very big game and it could be a sneaky play. Dennis Pitta, we have him ranked number eight. I'm not in love with Pitta this week, you guys. Washington is a good defense against tight ends. Plus, Pitta has yet to find the end zone. Um but you know your league. You know your league better than I do. If if Pettis going to get you to the the W, then play him. But I think there are better options out there. Houston Texans three and one at the Minnesota Vikings four and O oh. Vikings. This could be a really interesting, whoop, whoop. interesting matchup. I hate the Texans. So. <laughs> I love the Texans. Yeah. I don't like Osweiler and what he's doing to my Hopkins is not right. Sorry. Not right. I not thought right. Hopkins was quarterback proof. I did too. And Osweiler and is not And I'm confused because Osweiler is better than a lot of quarterbacks that Hopkins has played with. Problem yeah, is right. fuller, but we'll get to that. Anyway. And coaching. Anyways, so yeah, coaching. Bill O'Brien has okay. taken over the play calling duties. So 
we may see some shifts still, right? Because he wasn't doing the play calling and now he's taking it back. So to some extent, kind of like what Brandon was saying with the Patriots, we're kind of back to week one here in the fact that it's going to be a little bit different at this point because whoever does the play calling has, that's a major impact on, on the game. So I'm intrigued to see how all this will flush out over the next few weeks in terms of him getting back into the groove of things. Lamar Miller, he is a must play again, the touches, the guy just gets an insane amount of touches 19 times for 82 yards um, against the Titans. He also is catching the ball 26 yards uh, last week. So he's 20th overall, which makes him an RB two. So um, you got to play him. Got to play him, or he was 20th overall. Although, me. based on his volume, he's really sucking. Yeah, but at the same time, he's got, he has the volume. He's getting oh, 70, yeah. 80 yards. Right. He should be doing you better. Hopkins? No, no, not Hopkins. Fuller. Fuller. No, Fuller. no, no. Sorry. Lamar Miller. Miller. Lamar Miller. Miller is just like, I mean, the amount of opportunities he's getting. Remember the whole time we were like, if he could just get more than nine carries in Miami. And now it's like, well, it's better, but. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's getting them more than nine. They're the only team in the NFL that doesn't have a rushing touchdown. <laughs> well, there's that. soon. It it won't <laughs> happen this way. They're the this worst. Is, this will not be the way because the Vikings are legit. But we'll get to them. DeAndre Hopkins, you mentioned it, Courtney. Woof. He's the 26th overall highest scoring wide receiver. He's not even in the top 25 right now. So upsetting. It's hmm. Crazy. Only had one reception for four yards last week. But then Will Fuller freaking tore it up. He had seven catches for 81 yards, and he had a touchdown. Um, and, well, and he had his return touchdown as well. But it's just crazy. I mean, he's seventh overall, Will Fuller. So it's, you know, times have changed, apparently. Times have changed. Um, and we always said Hopkins was quarterback proof. This was like one of the best things about Hopkins is it didn't matter who was quarterback and Brock has changed. It's coaching. It's coaching and it's it's Brock and it's, it's not cool. It's not cool. And as a Hopkins owner, I'm very upset. Yeah. The Houston defense is interesting that they're eighth overall. And while this is a bad matchup, it's, I don't know. I'm intrigued by the Texans and you might be forced to play them because you got the Seahawks out and you get to look for another team and the Texans might be out there. Probably not because they're one of the defenses that goes off the board, but this is when people start to drop teams they start in week five because they need to pick somebody else up. And so they drop their defense and go stream something else. So you may be able to get them, but I it might not be the best it. matchup. So Brock again, you know, he's not or- horrible. He's 25th overall, but unless you're in some crazy two quarterback league, there's absolutely no reason for you to be playing him. Um, and interestingly enough was their tight end. I'm going to say, I botch his name every time. Feder, Federowitz. I was not even close. Fedorowitz. Fedorowitz. I was like, Fedorowitz. Um, <laughs> I was like, Fedor. I can't even say it. I can't say how much I just botched that one just up there. Um, but he had a good week. And then he got hurt. MCL sprain. So you can't really count on him either. I was kind of like, ooh, this is a guy you might be able to stream in a bye week. And now he's hurt. So he's questionable for the week. Um, but again, the Texans is just kind of a team you're just staying away from. Other than Will Fuller. You were playing Will Fuller and Lamar Miller all day. Yeah. You play them. Now the Vikings. Vikings. Kyle Rudolph, guys. Legit. <laughs> That's amazing. This is one of those week five things, you guys. You have to get over. He has burned you in many years, but he's not burned you this year. He is an option. They are targeting a lot. 
Kyle Rudolph is very heavily involved in this offense, and you need to own him. He is the second highest scoring tight end overall. He has yet to have a bad game. And again, he is a major integral part of their offense. So if he is not on your team and he is available, go get him. For all you Gronk owners, I am playing Rudolph all day until Gronk proves to me that I should be playing Gronk over Rudolph. And there is no argument that you can tell me that will change my mind on that. There is no argument to start Gronk over Rudolph at this point in time. Yep. I just talked about this. I, I made the mistake of not starting Rudolph over Gronk last week. I don't know if I'm doing it again. You can't. You can't. I'm going to let Gronk blow up on my bench. Let That's him right. Blow up on and your you bench. know what? And sometimes it does. it feels better to know that they get those fantasy points on your bench than it does to see another under five point performance. Mm-hmm. It's just under one. Yeah, zeroing out basically. Yeah, it's no, brutal. Absolutely. You have you have to play Kyle Rudolph. You have to play him. Uh, Stefan Diggs. He had five catches for forty seven yards. It was not his best game, but we didn't think it was going to be a great game. But he's still seventeenth overall, so you are still starting Stefan Diggs. So don't try to get cute here. You are definitely playing the Vikings defense because they are the number one defense overall and by a long shot. And they're just awesome. They are legit. Charles Johnson, he has 70 yards. He's an interesting DFS play. um, But he's not consistent enough for me to have him in your regular season lineups. But I like him. He's picking up some steam. Yeah, that Minnesota game was crazy last week. I thought LaDainian Thomason was going to come out of of – off the sidelines. I mean, it was like total old school with Charles Johnson, Cordell Patterson. Oh my God, get him off the field. I couldn't handle it. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, you're bringing back so many bad memories. He did a good job, but just, he did. it's just like, oh. But I'm not, I'm not even, I'm, I, as you'll notice in my notes, I did not even bring him up because I take a stance on Cordell Patterson every year <laughs> yeah. that I will not discuss him until he proves to me that he's relevant and he's still not relevant yeah. in my book. I will not do it because I will not take you down this rabbit hole of you playing Cordella Patterson until you need to. Uh, I agree. I won't do it. And I may be taking a little too hard of a stance on Cordella Patterson. But anyway, Jerry McKinnon, though, guys, I'm I'm into this. I'm very frustrated because in the classic committee situation, you've got McKinnon running and then you've got Asiata, who they bring in on the third down. And they bring in the red zone. And it infuriates me. But you know what? Times are rough out here for running backs. So you're playing McKinnon. Uh, Sam Bradford, you can play him in two quarterback leagues. But that's really about it. That's all you got, guys. New York Jets, one and three. The Pittsburgh Steelers, three and one. What a nightmare. Mm. <laughs> what a nightmare. I, I can't even get into the Jets. Okay. I have to because they're my team. But like, I literally, <laughs> they were the last notes I filled out because I was so irritated. I was like, I don't even know how I fill these notes up today. How do I do this? <sighs> Matt Forte. Okay. He's had kind of a rough <laughs> couple weeks. But I still mm. have faith in him. He's still the 11th highest scoring running back overall. You cannot bench him. I, I, it's just times are too rough out there for running backs for you to bench Matt Forte. Am I wrong? Yeah. Well, I mean, wow. he's hurt. I don't know if he's going to play. He got carted off. He was limited in practice see. Wednesday. But I mean, if he plays, you have to play him. I mean, he was, he was practicing. Limited, but practicing. Um, but he's got knees and ribs hurt. Not great. Not great. And some would argue that they, they, you know, that he had too many touches at the beginning of the season for an older player. I'm not going to go down that route, but I'm just saying if he plays, you have to play him because I don't know who else you put in front of him. Well, depends on your uh, Howard. Melvin Gordon. Well, yeah, but Melvin Gordon's already drafted. 
different people. Like you picking someone else off the waiver wire. I don't know who you're gonna pick up that isn't gonna that has a higher floor or ceiling than Forte. If he's if he plays, if he doesn't, then obviously a different situation. But anyway, that's a nightmare. Brandon Marshall though, he did bounce back, and I was really glad to see that because he made me a little nervous. He had 89 yards, so you will be playing him. Uh, we've got an Eric Decker situation on our hands that he has a partially torn rotator cuff that he may or may not have to have surgery on. He is day-to-day, according to Coach Bowles. Um, he's having a hard time sleeping because of the pain. It's I don't think he's going to play week five. So I would get him out of your lineups until you see something other than that. But to me, he didn't participate in practice on Wednesday. It's just, ugh, I don't know if I like it. And you've got Fitzy, Fitzmagic, who's a complete mm. nightmare at this moment, who is throwing so many interceptions, it is out of control. But you've got Brandon Marshall saying, if the ship's going down, I'm going down my quarterback. You've got Todd Bowles saying that he's not going to, despite his struggles, he's not benching Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now, they all say this, and that doesn't mean that if he throws two, three more interceptions that Geno Smith isn't going to get in because I think it's I think it's coming to that point. So, Courtney, I agree with Brandon. Geno Smith is your guy. But it's just a nightmare right now with the Jets. I don't know what happened. They did well, and then it's just been like implosion. Yeah, well, Quincy uh, the Pittsburgh Quincy Anunua is the way to go, absolutely. Quincy. And Bilal Quincy Powell, I'm, I'm, I'm getting Bilal Powell everywhere. He's big in the passing game, and they gave up a ton. Of, and Pittsburgh gives up a ton of passing yards to running but backs. He, he had 12 passes over the last two weeks, which for or pass catching back isn't bad, but it's also not great. I mean, it's not we're not talking insane numbers here. But it, the pickings are low, so if you have to go waiver wire, I think he's obviously a good waiver wire pickup. He's out there because he at least is good at gets in play. Now, especially if Forte's out, then you absolutely have to go run and get Powell. But I think even if he's in, he's hurt. Yeah, then Carter off is not good. But Quincy Anua is, is – I've discussed him every week because he's been my guy since training camp. At this point, you should already have him in your team, and you're playing him. He had 60 yards last week. Because if you weren't listening to us the whole time, we're judging you. <laughs> at some point i Judging just assume me. that you've already taken my advice if i've said it four weeks in a row but maybe that's that's bad no it's not <laughs> i love what you. about the steelers uh, everyone i don't want to be uh, lazy but honestly you start everybody even sammy Coates. every week i say he's just a big play guy but he gets at least one big play every single week even right out of the gates this week uh which we saw man they came back guns a-blazing after being embarrassed the week before uh i think they're going to continue that role you know uh you know there is some speculation that maybe ben roethlisberger will stop passing as much or the passing game won't be as effective because they're going to get ahead and then they're just going to run the ball let me tell you something clearly they showed us that they don't care about running up the score Right. I know. Right. At one point, I was like, yeah. "Are you going to pull your players in no. this horrible weather? They could get hurt. Pull your Me players." Me too. I was getting really the nervous. Same way. I was they, getting mad. Yeah, but they did it, and I'm just saying, I think they'll do it again. Uh, and even Jesse James, I know Jesse James touch is touchdown dependent, but he scored two touchdowns out of the four games, so that's a fifty-fifty chance. There are a lot, a lot of worse of tight chances. ends are touchdown dependent. I so. don't understand that criticism. It's called the tight yeah. end position. That's yeah. what they are. So, yeah, yeah, I'm starting everybody. The only people on the bench is Marcus Wheaton, as I said earlier, one catch and a two-point conversion, which for whatever reason doesn't count as a target. Um, but, wow, that's a huge fall from grace. He just has not played well. And then Chris Boswell has yet to have a double-digit fantasy game this week or this year. Bummer. Bummer. 
All right, afternoon games, Atlanta Falcons 3-1 and one at the Denver Broncos 4-0. and oh. <sighs> So, unfortunately, last week was magic. Mwah! Julio Jones finally is healthy again. I was concerned about Julio Jones last week because I thought that he was very hurt, which he obviously was the game before. He had a terrible game before. But then he, I mean, blew up 300 yards for him, 500 yards for Matt Ryan. It's awesome. And now they're going up against one of the best defenses in the league. Really, the Broncos and the Vikings are going to go back and forth as to who's the best. Either way, not pleased. You're still not going to sit Julio Jones. I I highly doubt you have three other people that you can start over him. Give me a freaking break. Uh, I will <laughs> say, though, Panthers, cornerbacks, exposed. Oh, they are missing Josh Norman. Oh, did you hear Josh Norman said he's just going to sip tea about that? No, did he? Uh. <laughs> right up to the sipping tea line. He's nothing to say. He's getting burned left and right this year. Well, he's actually not that bad. Their defense is horrible. Never. I mean, he's actually like statistically not terrible, but that defense is just like I just I don't even know where to go with that. Um, there's he is still better than everything they have going on in Carolina. Right. In the backfield, yes. just. Or in the secondary, it's just not happening. Um, okay, you may have to start Matt Ryan, um, but other than Cam Newton putting up 20-plus fantasy points in the first half of the first game in week one, no other quarterback has scored over 11 fantasy points against the Denver defense all season long. They're playing on Denver's turf. That's tough stuff. Um, again, though, man, it's hard to sit him. He's the number one quarterback in the league right now. I have him in a lot of leagues that I waited on quarterback. It's been great, but I am nervous. Sleepers, uh, where did all, again, my Devontae Freeman hate people go? Come back to me. Let's talk, huh? <laughs> you want to talk? You want to talk? Uh, anyway, none of the matchups are good, but certainly the running backs and the tight ends have better matchups than the wide receivers and the quarterbacks. So, I mean, I, you know, Tevin Coleman, this is a huge health issue. Uh, he has a sickle cell trait, and he talked about how he doesn't know what he's going to do. He's never been in altitude before. Well, let me tell you, we're Colorado girls. You're going to sit down. You said I agree. You, you are going to not sit. risk this. I am so ticked that there's that there. Are doctors I don't know. It's even a discussion. Even, it's not a discussion. You tell him no. Have you talked to Ryan Clark about what it's done to his health long term? It's horrible. Now that we know what the issues are, he should have no business being on the field. So here's my thing. He I shouldn't even he, travel. He shouldn't even he shouldn't even be there. Just what is the freaking point? But he's either going to go and get sat down because that's not cool, or he's completely out. But either way, Devontae Freeman is going to be the main back, so he will get the bulk of the volume. Um, and he's also just dynamic. He's a fantastic player, and he's finally getting touchdowns. Thank God. Uh, Jacob Tammy strikes again. Two targets, two catches for three yards and a touchdown. <laughs> Unbelievable, you guys. Unfreaking believable. I, I love it. Ninth highest scoring tight end on the season in standard scoring. Give me a freaking break. It's Jacob. And he still managed to find time to watch my children. It it really he does amazing. Great movie center. Um, but don't get cute with anyone else. Everyone else is on the bench. It's a modern day Mary Poppins. <laughs> yeah, yes. Filled with magic. Filled with magic. That bag. Uh, Denver Broncos, CJ Anderson must start. Atlanta gives it the six most fantasy points for running backs. It doesn't matter. CJ's on fire this year. Demarius Thomas. Now listen, people, we get Thomas questions a lot. Do I start Thomas or this person? Thomas has had double digit fantasy points in the last three weeks. You know who you can't say that about? 
let me tell you. Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, A.J. Green, Mike Evans, OBJ, DeAndre Hopkins, Allen Robinson, Des Bryant, Keenan Allen, obviously, Amari Cooper, Brandon Marshall, Alshon Jeffrey, Jordy Nelson, and Brandon Cooks. Everybody that was drafted before Demarius Thomas has had not had three back-to-back double-digit weeks. So I'm just saying, lay off. The quarterback situation may not be great, but he's consistently getting you double digits. So shut your mouth, move on, put him in your lineup. And by the way, you're welcome. We ranked him way higher than everyone else. I ra- probably have yeah, him if he is very high. Yeah. My, my husband was like, whoa, Demarius is high. And I was like, I don't care. Yeah. And that was I not a ho- that was not a Homer thing. No, that no, was stats. It was not a Homer thing. Stats and logic. Right. And guess what, guys? Emmanuel Sanders, I have him ranked number 18 this week. Sanders has had over 200 yards and three touchdowns in the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Atlanta gives up the seventh most fantasy points to wide receivers. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter who's quarterback this week. You're starting both of these dudes. Obviously, you're starting Denver's defense. I think this is going to be a tough matchup, but you never brunch the Broncos' D. They're going to fluster Matt Ryan, and Matt Ryan loves to make mistakes. So, Is this when he gets exposed, like the Carolina Panthers cornerbacks? Yes, no. this is no. Matt Ryan's exposure day. I don't think so. I think Matt think Ryan is legit all year. I think Matt Ryan is allowed to have a bad game against the Denver Broncos. I yeah, think anyone's I allowed to do I don't that. think I think he's allowed to have a bad game. But I, don't I think, think he's going to be right back next game. week. You don't think so? I don't. All right. Well, I don't think he's going to be close to what he's been. What he's been doing is crazy. He's on, like, pace for breaking records. I don't think I'm not expecting that. 40 points, but I think he'll I, be a, in he'll be I in 20 have more, some I think he's have more than one turnover. My point is everyone got down Aaron Rodgers' throat because he sucked against the Vikings. Ends up the Vikings are really good. Right. I think it's okay to suck against good teams. I'm I don't love it. I don't want them to suck, but I'm not going to cut them or tell them that they're garbage because they suck against great defenses. Great defenses deserve respect. I'm about yeah, that. and you know what? Denver is going to have an upper bout battle for sure against the Falcons, you know? They're tough offense. Mm-hmm. They are dynamite. So, I mean, it's not like just easy sailing. I have them ranked number four, which I think is the lowest I've ranked them this year. So, uh, but, you know. <laughs> not just, just auto saying. number one. Not just auto number one, exactly. Um. Brandon McManus, the kicker. We have him ranked number seven. I think that there are way better kickers available out there. Ashley, here we go. Nick Novak. These are part of my three, the Novak, Nugent, Lambo. you see this? Yep. Yep. Nick Mm. Novak, 14% double digits in three of his last four games. Mike uh, Nugent, 25% double digits in three of his last three three games. And third in fantasy points, Josh Lambeau. 28% 28% owned, no game below eight fantasy points. These are all great options for kickers, guys. It's week five. Pay attention. Kickers matter. Get the points. Get the point. I love Brian McManus. Don't get me wrong. I drafted him too. But at some point, we just have to cut ties and move on. We need to win fantasy. So move on. Virgil Green made it back to practice Wednesday after missing the last two games. He's still listed as questionable, but the Broncos are going to need him if he plays. So uh, he's not like my favorite tight end, but he might be worth a start. Bench, the quarterback situation, is very much still in the air. It might be a game-time um, decision. So just 
stay away from it all. Semyon left the game last week with a non-throwing in- shoulder injury. Uh, Paxton Lynch came in and he did great. Uh, so it's fine either way. Again, you're not going to start either one of these guys, but we're not concerned about our receivers. Cincinnati Bengals two and two, the Dallas Cowboys three and one. Well, it's funny, Courtney, that you brought up Mike Nugent because I have him in my mustards. Again, <laughs> third highest on the season. And like you said, there's a lot of kickers that we need to cut ties with at this point in time. And so go get those guys that you didn't think about early on, like the Mike Nugents of the world who are out there and are owned by very few people. So go get them. AJ Green is owned by 100% of people. He is not out there for you to grab. But he has been fantastic. 173 yards and a touchdown last week. Gorgeous. Love it. But you already know that. He's already our must-start in in the forever and always will be must-start category of A.J. Green. So he's awesome. Jeremy Hill did not have a great week. But you know what? That's okay. You're still playing him. If he plays, he's listed as questionable right now, which I don't love either. So that's a little bit concerning for me. Especially if this this is the season. This happens about every five years where – my entire team implodes or everybody gets hurt. Every week I lose at least one player. At least one player. This week it was Kevin. <laughs> this week it was Kevin White. And not just like they're out. I'm talking IR. Yeah. IR. Right. Right. Not like they may come back in a week or two. They're just like straight up out, which almost is better because you're not just sitting there holding on, hoping they're gonna come back, like right now with Aaron Foster. And I'm like, when's he gonna come back? When's he gonna come back? Do I need to drop him? Is it time to drop him? <sighs> trying to bother me but anyway Jeremy Hill you got to play him Andy Dalton interesting uh but again you're probably not playing him unless you need to but he actually is pretty decent 18th overall so if you're in a bye week where you had maybe Russell Wilson you go grab somebody Andy Dalton so we can go get Tyler Eifert looks to be making his debut this week I don't know if you play him though because Dallas gives up they give up the third most points to tight ends but I don't know You've worried he's going to be a decoy. Yeah, I'm just not sure that he's 100% healthy. Granted, they've been sitting on him for a long time. A long time. So, Mm -hmm. But at some point, though, you've been waiting on him so long, I don't know how you don't play him. That's right. I don't know. I see Brandon's sitting there thinking. She thinks you should play him if he plays. Eifer? Mm-hmm. I think he's the red zone target. I, I don't know. I, I He supposedly had a setback of practice today. I don't think he is going to play. So, I mean, I, I'm just thinking about what could have been. What could have been? What could have been? I mean, they need him. I feel him. like there's a 70s song to go This is that. why Nugent's been so big, because they can't get in the freaking end zone because they don't have Tyler Eifert. I, you know, he's going to be the touchdown guy, just like he was last year, but the guy can't stay healthy. He literally had another setback, like, maybe a couple hours ago. Ew. There you go. All Andrew right. Drew prone. Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, so does Ezekiel Elliott, although the Bengals give up the seventh fewest points to opposing running backs. He's averaging 23.5 carries per game. It's crazy. They are really overdoing it. And they're finally also giving him touchdowns, which is nice because they didn't want to give them to him for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for rewarding him. 
funny slash not funny for fantasy owners that invested in yeah. him. The Bengals got back uh, Vontaze Perfect uh, last week, and they're going to be nasty on defense. So don't love Dak Prescott this week as a streamer, but kudos for not throwing an interception still. Uh, I do like Dak Prescott majority of the season. I just think this particular game will probably be a low-scoring, low-mistakes um, kind of quarterback, which is good for winning football teams. Uh, games, but not fantasy For games. Fantasy. Jason Winton hasn't scored a touchdown yet, and I only feel good about him in PPR leagues. Even then, he's had two weeks, uh, weeks one and four, with a lot of volume of nine or more targets, and then two weeks with four to two targets. So um, it looks highly unlikely that Des Bryant's going to play this week. You know, for a while they said they was, he was going to be done for the season, and now he's week to week, and then he's doubtful. And then – Supposedly, the some source said that he missed a bunch of practices or a yeah, bunch of that's meetings. That's all the hoopla now. Yeah, you see Jerry then, Jones. Only God knows how many meetings he actually missed. I'm, right. like, well, I'm pretty sure it's actually probably Someone written took down how many meetings. By God, do you mean you? Jerry? Yeah, it's all weird. It's all weird. It's all weird. I yeah, I'm with you. It's a very weird thing. I don't know. Uh, what I will say though is that I would start Beasley, Butler, Williams in that order. Uh, I don't think that defenses are going to be as all over Beasley as they were last week. Um, he still did get a couple catches and he did have that big play. Uh, he has a good connection with Dak, uh, but they're going to have to spread it out because it looks like Bryce Butler is actually the guy kind of taking Des Bryant's role while he's yeah. out. Uh, and then, you know, Terrence Williams can't get out of bounds. It's his thing. Again, so, again. I can't even. How is this, this a thing? This is like one of the first I mean, things you learn with football. He 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 may manage the clock. Time management of the clock. I just don't understand this. I just can't believe they're going to feed him the ball that much, which is why he's the third on my list for people to target. But there are a lot of leagues where those guys are available, so it is what it is. Uh, Lance Dunbar is questionable. Hasn't been effective all year. Don't get cute with Alfred Morris and the touchdown this week. It's just too good of a matchup for that. And then Dan Bailey is questionable with a back injury. This is actually interesting. So he missed a kick last week, which was entirely out of character for him. It was just so bizarre. And then later we found out that he was dealing with his back injury. Um, It's not good. So I'm a huge Dan Bailey fan. He's one of the most accurate kickers in like a, in the whole NFL right now. Um, but he cannot be accurate if he has a back injury. So beware. I just dropped him. It's it makes really me really sad. It makes me really sad. Really great kicker. Really great kicker. So yeah. hopefully quick recovery here. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to hold two kickers on my team. No. Buffalo <laughs> Bills, two and two. The Los Angeles Rams, three and one. This should be quick. Can Buffalo- you believe Los Angeles Rams are three and one? Yeah, I can. It's yeah. Five. Yeah. This is our world. This is it. This is amazing. I'm, in, I'm into this the world. Bills and meanwhile, Todd Gurley can't score any points. New England and the, the Rams LA Rams three and, three and one. Oh my god, it's amazing. It's it's everything. It's uh, listen, Lashawn McCoy's number seven. McCoy's had a very productive year. Um, he's the sixth highest running back in standard leagues. You are going to play him. Um, I don't know if he's going to have the most productive week this week, but it, you're still playing him. Robert Woods, we have him ranked number 30. Woods was targeted 10 times last week and should be the main guy with Watkins being out uh, and missing uh, the rest of the year, as well as Charles Clay is still injured as well. Um, He is questionable. He will probably play as he's been playing through this injury, but it does limit him. Um, So 
you could be seeing some of those clay targets too. Um, Goodwin isn't a bad pickup in really deep leagues as well. He sees five targets a game, literally five targets every game. Every game. <laughs> um, so consistency, man, it has nothing more that I love than consistency. So Buffalo Bills defense, you guys, I have them ranked number 10. The Bills are surprisingly tied for fantasy points with the Broncos thus far for the number two defense in the league. I know, I know, I know. Don't watch the game because you won't believe it, but it's the truth. And uh, and they face the Rams, and we all know the, Fran- the Rams can give up fantasy points to defenses. So yep. um, I'm into it. Sleepers, Dan Carpenter has been on the up and up as of late. If your kicker's on a buy or you're Ashley Williams, there are worse options out there. He's owned only in 3% of Yahoo leagues. And on my bench, I don't like Tyrod Taylor this week against the Rams. Um He's one of those guys that maybe we don't need to own. Maybe you're desperate and you need him. I don't know. It's He's a weird person for me right now. The Rams. Hold on. I love how all of us decided to discuss kickers this show. I know. I know. I know. For whatever reason, we've all discussed kickers more than we have in any other show. But I think it's because it's week five and we actually know who these kickers are. And so many people have horrible kickers on their team. It's just shocking. It's like, honestly, that is crazy. To me, it's because there's so many injuries that your kickers are more important than ever because those kickers are for sure points. Yeah. Some of these guys are getting you like 15 to 20 points. And so when you've got a situation where you've between a five point kicker and an 18 point kicker and you you're playing Lance Dunbar because you've got no one else on your team, you need a good kicker. You need to be paying attention. That's true. All right, for the Rams starting Todd Gurley, I don't know what to tell you. First of all, I think number eight is way too high to have him. I would probably rank him around 16. Um, yes, it is Buffalo this week, but eight fantasy points is just not going to cut it. LA needs to figure it out. And again, this is this is a Hopkins situation. This is not Gurley's fault. The offensive line cannot manage to make a hole to save their life. Case Keenum, yes, although better last week, getting the ball to the receivers, being able to spread the field out a bit, is still not getting it done. And and the coaching's bad. It's all just really, 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 really bad. Really, really bad. But the positive thing is, is Gurley did catch all five of his targets last week for 49 yards. If they can continue to pass him the ball, he will become a more productive back for you. But they have to put that in the play calling to make it happen. Um, listen, that's 19 yards more than he rushed last week, 49 yards receiving. So things have to <sighs> change. You can try to sell them high, but it might be just too late. Might be too late. LA Rams defense, we have a number seven. They've had double digits points in the last three weeks. Awesome. Sleepers, the only way I'm starting a Rams wide receiver is if I'm in a really deep league and then maybe Brian Quick, okay? He has found the end zone three times in the last two weeks, but the Rams show no consistency in the passing game. But it is so hard for me to trust him. I think he's good. I think he's the real deal. But it it's going to be tough for me to buy in on that. If you need to buy in, I would say Quick over anybody else. Um, but that's where I'm at. Obviously on the bench, Case Keenum, but I just want to give him a shout out. He is not last in our rankings this week. That's right. He's he's second to last. So I just wanted to say congratulations. 
Big steps. Brandon really um, moved you out. Big steps. Really moved you out. <laughs> San Diego Chargers one and three. The Oakland Raiders three and one. <laughs> Uh, sorry, I'm still laughing that he's now in second to last. Um, first loser. First loser, really, yeah. So, you know, Rivers, though, guys, he's interesting. Tenth overall highest scoring quarterback, which I feel like they're kind of starting to find their groove again because they've had some injury situations as well on this team, and I'm kind of into Phillip Rivers. I'm into it. Brandon is shaking her head. She disagrees, but you know no, what? He's always good the first eight weeks. But you know what? You can stream quarterbacks come playoff time. You no, just need true. someone to get you there. Yep. And right now, he's getting you there. I'm so playing should... Rivers places. I'm not ashamed. Yeah. I'm playing Travis Benjamin, who's 24th overall. No, he's not your wide receiver one, but you certainly can play him as your wide receiver two or in a flex, especially in bye weeks. You have to get creative with your flexes. That fumble he's... was so bad. It was really bad, but you know what? <laughs> We're moving past it. We have to move past it, Brandon. All right. Some things you just have to put out of your head. Hunter Henry, which I, I have sometimes these moments on Sundays when people are asking me lineup questions. And I'm like, I was, funny, I was telling my husband, I was like, I honestly almost cheer more for people that I told you to play even over my own players because I don't want to mess your team up badly. And I told somebody to play Henry instead of Gronk. And I was like, oh, man, please let that one work out. Please let that <laughs> one work out. And it did. Woo! He was four for four. I'm sorry. Sorry. He was four of seven for 61 yards and a touchdown. Now we don't know what's going on with Gates. So that's what's a little bit tricky about that is that uh, he was limited in practice Wednesday. He was inactive for the uh, game last week. Uh, so we're not sure if he's coming back. If he doesn't come back, I like Henry again this week. But now we've got an interesting wide receiver situation because Dontrell Inman went off this week where he had over 120 yards and a touchdown. He had 11 targets, so he was Rivers' guy. And so I'm a little bit nervous that Rivers is kind of going to be rotating between who's his guy that week. Is it Inman? Is it Williams? Is it going to be Benjamin? Um so I think Inman, who's available in a lot of leagues, is a really interesting play for you because I think, like Brandon said, with that fumble from Benjamin, Inman might still be the guy. I think it goes Inman, Benjamin, then Williams for this week, but Inman might be the guy that he leans on a little bit. So keep an eye out for him. Josh Lambeau, the kicker, I don't need to talk about because we already discussed him. He's fantastic. And Melvin Gordon, guys. Melvin Gordon, who everybody wanted to stay away from, and I was like, you know what? He's going to be okay. He's the second highest overall scoring running back right now. Standard it scoring. Is, yep. It is, yes, yeah, for standard scoring. Lots of touchdowns. Now, but he's kind of a girly guy, right? Because Stupid he, fumble last week. He, well, yeah. He doesn't actually get that much rushing yards. He only had 36 rushing yards off 19 attempts. That's horrible. That is straight up awful. But he had two touchdowns, and he was 6-7 for 43 yards. So he's kind of one of these total yards kind of guys. Because if you're watching him just rush, it's a little bit frustrating. But he's getting the ball tossed to him a lot. So he's still somebody that you got to be playing on your team. Um, there you go. Raiders, Brandon. Derek Carr blew it at Tennessee. But other than that, he's had 22 or more fantasy points in standard scoring leagues every single week. He hung 23 points on the Ravens, who actually have a really good defense, which I've discussed before. I keep telling you to start Michael Crabtree. Three touchdowns last week. The guy is a freaking baller. And Amari Cooper isn't getting the love, but he is getting the volume. Six or more targets in every game. Keep the course. He hasn't scored a touchdown yet this season, but he will eventually. Why do I say that? Because Seth Rollins 
Roberts certainly knows how to score touchdowns. He has had a touchdown in three of his four games so far this season. And even Andre Holmes has a touchdown. Amari Cooper has to get in there, right? Ish. Anyway, uh, Latavius Murray is doubtful with a toe injury that just came over the waiver wires this uh, or the uh, wire this evening. Uh, go with DeAndre Washington or Jalen Richard and cross your fingers. I mean, this is a great matchup. They give up the third most fantasy points to opposing running backs. We're just not quite sure what the split's going to look like. More on that later. Definitely tune into our Sirius XM show on Saturday night. So hopefully we'll have a little more information as to who you should start. And then Clive Walford is questionable with a knee injury. Did not practice on Wednesday. And then Lee Smith is out for the season. He's on IR with a broken leg. Only Michael Rivera could get playing time uh, and the Chargers give up the ninth most points to tight ends so very weird situation and it's a bad defense they just I can't there we go <laughs> Sunday night game New York Giants 2-2 two and two, the Green Bay Packers 2-1 and one. well I can make this one pretty quick because it's just a toss up you don't you, you really don't know in ter- with running backs or the wide receivers because you know Victor Cruz has gone on and said that this offense has not lit up his potential yet Obviously, Um, (laughs) you know, and coach Ben McAdoo, he's a little bit irritated with Beckham saying that he needs to stop being such a distraction. Um, The guy has been on the verge, you know, one more foul and he's ejected from the game. I think almost every single game. I mean, he just, he's he's really hot temper. And so he needs to get that under control. Um, And really for me, Sterling Shepard's your guy. He's the most consistent. He's 22nd overall, but you're really not really sure who's going to get the most, points that week or at all between yards for the most part you can play either of them any of them Cruz Beckham Sterling Shepard they're all going to get points Shepard and OBJ are the top guys but Cruz certainly gets enough love in there that he's definitely worth a flex play if you need him this week but they're all a decent option and then you've got the running back situation that's also very confusing between Orleans Darkwa uh, he ran 12 times for 48 yards and had a touchdown he looked overall pretty good but then you got Bobby Rainey who was coming in you've got Paul Perkins uh, who had another interesting game so it's just kind of a bit of a mess in there in terms of who the running back is so you can kind of take a stab at any of them because your guess is good as mine as to who's actually going to be the starter that week. I, I can't look at last week and try to determine who I think is going to get the bulk of the carries. I think we're in another situation kind of like with Adam Gase where it's like, maybe I shouldn't do a four-way split. Maybe, maybe. you guys should pick a quarter a running back here and just kind of go with him too. But I can't mm-hmm. tell you who is going to be this week because we really, based off last week, I really can't tell you. Um, and Rashad Jennings... You know, we don't know what the situation there is. And again, we already talked about Eli Manning. That It's very confusing. He's the 22nd highest scoring quarterback overall. He has no business being in starting lineups. No business. Knock it off. I will say the yeah. Odell Beckham Jr. story is the most overblown story in all of sports media right now. Which story? He's, he's upset. He's not having fun anymore because he's basically being bullied. He's being bullied on the field by cornerbacks, and 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 when he's his teammates, you know, there are a lot of issues, and then he's being bullied by the media. I, I just think, of course, he's not. He's having a bad day. Whatever. Not all of us he's like our jobs he's at a all. Young time. guy. He's dealing with the pressure of a younger guy coming into the league and an old vet coming back and taking his enough. stuff. And yeah, and yeah, as you said, the cornerbacks have his number and. Uh, you know, the refs aren't giving him any leeway. So it's, you know, yeah, I'm with you, Brandon. Lay off, lay off. Lay off, get it together. Trade low for him if you can. Yeah, seriously. 
Green Bay Packers uh, must starts Aaron Rodger. We have him ranked number two. Jordy Nelson. We have him ranked number three. Saucy. Very exciting. Very, very high for Jordy this week. Eddie Lacy. We have him ranked number 13. Lacy has been anything but exciting this year. Let's just be yeah. honest. He has yet to find the end zone um, and has only had one game over 100 yards. The Giants are a little all over the place with running backs. Elliott got 11.2. Ingram got 4.7. Matt Jones got 7.9. McKinnon got 15.5 with Asiata getting 7.8. So there is possibility that Eddie Lacy could do well, even though the matchup says it's bad. Um, just time for your expectations. At this point, he's nothing more than a running back, too, and – flex you know and some good teams um so you know sorry Lacey. you need to lose another 10 pounds just kidding mason crosby that's all they ever talk about unbelievable sleepers uh green bay packers defense i have them ranked number 11 they have struggled thus far but i think they will do a better job this week i probably wouldn't start them but they might be your best option. I don't know. I'm really back and forth with the Packers and whether they're going to have a decent week, which probably means they're going to get eight fantasy points, which <laughs> might be just enough for you. Randall Cobb, number 28. I have him as sleepers. I don't know, man. That's getting it's getting sticky. It's a, that's a trade bait right there, too. Trade bait. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right. Monday night football. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, one and three. The Carolina Panthers, one and three. So this is one of those tricky cases where we tell you you have to play your studs. And we told you that you had to play Mike Evans. And I will stand by the fact that you have to play Mike Evans because for people that benched Julio Jones, and we had a lot of people that were like, yeah, I put him on my bench. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, man, that hurt. Evans didn't do great. He only had 59 yards off 11 targets. But that was against the Broncos. So, again, People are allowed to not have the best games of their life against good defenses. It doesn't mean that you freak out about him this week. Yes, he's going up against Carolina, but Carolina's been struggling. They're they're not Carolina of old last year. So get that a little bit out of your head and play Mike Evans and feel okay about it. I even think you can play Jameis Winston this week, Mm. who we told you was not going to have a great week against the Broncos. He did not have a great week against the Broncos, only 17 of 35 for 179 yards and no touchdowns and two interceptions. But we told you that was going to happen. We said this is not the week to play him. Um, But you know what? You've got some people out on by this week where Jameis Winston, who's 12th overall, is probably a fairly decent option to play. So I think you can play him. As for the running back situation, this one's really interesting, is that, you know, they feel that they may need to make a change because they don't think that Charles Sims has performed well these last two weeks. I feel like that's a little presumptuous. Um, he's still 24th overall, but they may be making a change, in which case Jack Quiz Rogers might see a little bit of time. So if you can avoid this situation, I think you might want to because I just don't trust anything that's going on there right now. But I do like Cameron Braid, the tight end. Woo! So I've been talking about him, and especially with Austin Safarian Jenkins out of town who was stealing some touchdowns. Great is the man. He's constantly in a 60, 70 yard range. And then he's got potential for touchdowns as well. So go get Cameron Brait. He is out there for the taking. He is the eighth highest scoring tight end overall. I drafted him. him. Did you really? It's a very deep league. 
But I did. <laughs> I did. I don't know why I did it. Right. Well, because he was starting over Austin like, Safarian Jenkins oh, for a while. He was. Yeah, he's in my he, lineup this week. That's for sure. If you remember well, talking right. about it, I kept saying he is number one on the depth chart, and they got rid of Austin Safarian Jenkins. So go get Brady. He is out there. Go get him. Uh, and Doug Martin is unlikely to play this week. So again, you might just want to avoid everybody other than Bray Evans and Winston on this team. My favorite is when people ask Twitter questions and then they're like, tweet you again to like second guess your answer. Yeah. Why? This is my answer. This is what I'm giving you. Yes. I'm telling you to play Mike Evans over Crowder. Yes, I am. <laughs> And if you have a problem with that, then go with Crowder and deal with your decisions. I'm well, okay with that too. Yeah. Then why? Yeah, it's your thing, man. Mm -hmm. If you're having this intuition that you need to play somebody, then you should do that. You should follow your intuition. But I'm going to give you my answer. And yes, I thought about the fact that they're going up against other people. Anyways, Carolina <laughs> Panthers. Uh, Cam Newton, he did not show up for practice on Wednesday. I'm not saying like he just ditched practice, but he's out as of right now due to a concussion he suffered on Sunday. There hasn't been anything positive coming out of Carolina on whether he will play or yeah. not. Uh, you will find, you know, you'll need to find a backup just in case, but really just in case is probably going to be, you're going to need to play him because it's Monday night football. So it, you can't just listen to see what the right what it is right before time. You're just gonna have to play him. Calvin Benjamin, uh, Benjamin found the end zone for the fourth time this year last week. You're he's a must start. Greg Olson, woo, a slow start last week. Very man, slow he start. He finished but... it. He finished it. He is a must start. Um, regardless who be, who's behind center. In fact, the backup might even be better for Olsen. Who knows? Carolina's defense, number three. Uh, I think they're going to have a bounce back week against Tampa Bay. I like them. Um, Tampa Bay gives up the second most fantasy points to defenses. So this is good stuff. And I will say Graham Gano, He's he has struggled as of late. He did make all of his kicks last week. Um, but the fact that Cam got the concussion going in for a two-point conversion – it's not a good thing, but it might be a positive thing for Graham Gano. Uh, they might use him and not feel like they need to go for the two-pointers because Gano's uh, self-confidence is down. So this is good. Uh, sleepers, Jonathan Stewart is still listed as questionable for the week. He's been out, um, out since week two with a hamstring injury. There is a good chance that he will remain uh, – it will remain a running back by committee this week with Whitaker – which we have at number 30, artist pay number 33. Listen, I am only playing Whitaker if I have to. Yeah. Um, nine receptions yeah. for 86 yards, but only rushed three times for six yards. Artist Payne is only a rushing back, and he's had only had six attempts for 12 yards. Yes, guys, do the math. That is an average of two yards per carry for both of them. It's not hot over there in Carolina. Mm -hmm. So um, you can start Whitaker as your flex in a PPR league. I do think that is a smart choice. He is tied in fifth for receptions for running backs. So I am totally fine with that. Corey Brown has stepped out of the shadows of Funchess and Ginn and has averaged six targets a game in the last three weeks. He is touchdown dependent, but against Tampa Bay, he's probably going to get in the, in the end zone. So I like him this week. Uh, Devin Funchess left. Funchess left the game last week with a toe injury. He hasn't done much this year. And you, I think you can just go ahead, if you haven't already, let him go. Let him go. Let, let him, go. him go. Okay. Week five, guys. <laughs> Things are getting real. Get out of your funk of 2015. It's no longer that way. It's 2016. 
Kickers matter, I think, is what the show is really about this week. <laughs> they do. Get it together. Make sure to listen to us on Saturday night at Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio from 9 to 11 Eastern. You can talk to us on uh, Twitter at HerFantasyFB. And make sure to go to HerFantasyFootball.com to get our rankings and subscribe so you can get the fun ingredients for our FanDuel game, Diced. Until next week, no more faking it.